Hey everybody listening to this, uh, this is just a little bit of an add-on to the episode. I'll probably tack it on at the beginning. Um, I recorded uh, an episode earlier and I was a little bit down depressed. There has been a verdict given in the murder trial um, of the McMichaels and William Roddy Bryant. They were found guilty. Um, while, you know, I'm relieved, I'm still pretty damn angry that, uh, there can be a videotape of, uh, three men chasing, cornering, and subsequently, uh, murdering a guy who was doing nothing but going through there, through there, and I put there in a quotation marks, uh, neighborhood. Um, yeah, not a, not a lot of happiness, not a lot of joy. Um, but, you know, uh, definitely surprising. Um, it's still pretty fucked up, uh, that the, this is the third DA that actually was on this case. First DA, uh, didn't want to bring charges on. Second DA, I believe, had to recuse themselves due to using the McMichaels, um, as private eyes or in some capacity like that. Um, and then the third DA didn't do anything until 74 days after, uh, the video, um, of Ahmaud Arbery being stalked and killed came out. So had there not been a video and had there not been a public outcry, um, we, they wouldn't have even seen a courtroom. Um, and that's, that's just it's damn disappointing. Like, again, you know, I'm glad that, you know, these guys are going to prison. Um, I believe Georgia carries a, a mandatory life sentence. Um, but it's still, it's still so fucked up that they were able to get away for over two, three months, um, without, even considering that they can go to jail and William Roddy Bryant actually was the one who released the video thinking that, you know, it would prove that their, you know, their version of events was the correct one. Um, <laughs> like that's so wild to me. Like had he just shut the fuck up, uh, we probably never even know about this case, but yeah, they're going to jail, hopefully forever, put them under the jail um, and as the fine folks on the Twitter say, rest in piss. Now, uh, yeah, on with the show. and girls welcome back it is another week it is another episode of the chocolate puma podcast i am your host i am the chocolate puma back giving you what my loyal tens of listeners have been craving i took last week off because last week was a ugh, it was a real just kick in the crotch uh, i had a personal uh loss 
but then also the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, verdict came down and you know what I just wasn't in the mood to talk shit so um, I will I guess talk about it because it is something that happened and he's done a little bit of a, a victory tour if you will um, that's kind of pissing me off but uh, before I get into that uh, if you want to email the show, you can email me at thepumapod at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at btomp20, B-T-H-O-M-P-20. Uh, my current handle on there is cranberrywhite. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm big into the Thanksgiving season. Um, so, let's just go ahead and get this Kyle Rittenhouse shit out the way. Um, so... Of course, he was found not guilty of all charges uh, stemming from killing two men and wounding another during the um, unrest after um, Jacob Blake was shot uh, by a police officer. Uh, so now, well, first off, if you talk to any black person, you know, uh, there was very little hope um, of justice occurring. Uh that's just kind of how it is, you know. Um, it seems like if if someone is on the side of blackness, if something happens to them, it's not seen as a big deal. And while I know that, you know, everyone who was shot was a white person, uh, they were marching in the name of blackness, you know. Um, and if you go all the way back to the civil rights uh, civil rights era. White people got killed just as well, not just as much, but they got killed, you know, anytime they showed any kind of solidarity uh, with black people, like from freedom rides to marches, um, you know, marching for blackness or fighting for black rights is <laughs> in a lot of cases it's punishable by death. You know, that's just how it goes. So, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is now doing his victory tour. He interviews, had an interview coming out. Uh, I don't know if it's out yet, uh, but excerpts have been leaked um, where he talks to Tucker Carlson. He tells Tucker, this case had nothing to do with race. It never had anything to do with race. Uh, it had to do with the right to self-defense. Um boy is that a load of bullshit uh, my god uh, I this whole thing where uh, usually straight white guys start fights when they start to lose they pull out a gun and claim it was self defense is the most mind boggling thing I've ever seen in my life um, <laughs> it's self defense of a fight that you started and you thought you could bully your way into. Um, everything about this kid's story just pisses me off. Um, he claims that he went there, <clears throat> excuse me, he came there to uh, defend businesses. What gives him the right to deputize himself as a defender of businesses? You're a 17 year old from Antioch, Illinois. You do not live in Kenosha, Wisconsin. There have been, uh, I've seen, you know, memes that he was supporting his family's business. His family doesn't have a business in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Allegedly, his father lives in Kenosha, uh, but that's probably his only, um, 
his only ties to the area. That being said, um, if you want to go protect some businesses, call the police. You're 17 years old. The fuck do you need an AR-15, a weapon of war, to go down and patrol people who are protesting? He says, I'm not a racist person. I support the Black Lives Matter movement. I support people peacefully demonstrating. But you brought an assault rifle. He claims that he went down there as a medic. He has no medical training. When he shot someone, he did not attempt to do any life-saving uh, medical attention. He didn't have a, a pack of Band-Aids. One of the people that he shot wore a hat that said paramedic. He carried, you know, a kit. So if someone was injured, he could help them. Kyle Rittenhouse only brought an AR-15. And a sense of entitlement that allowed him, I guess, to deputize himself. And it's, it's just absolutely frustrating. He was presented as this innocent kid who just may have been off more than he can chew, who was scared, who, who knew that if he didn't act with force, he would not make it out alive. Meanwhile, there's the story of Tamir Rice, who was 13 and shot for carrying a toy gun. There's the story of John Crawford, who was a grown man, but he was walking around Walmart talking on the phone with a BB gun that was sold at the store. He was just kind of using it as a cane, and he got shot. Um, there was um, Khalif Browder, who was 16 years old, accused of stealing a book bag that was never found in his possession. They sent him to Rikers and put him in solitary confinement. Yet Kyle, Kyle's allowed to get out of prison after TV, washed up TV stars from the 80s, pays bail, and uh, he's allowed to go around to bars and he's shown drinking beers. He's shown palling around with white supremacists. He is shown wearing shirts that say free as fuck. Khalif Browder went insane. Khalif Browder ended up committing suicide due to being a child put in a man's prison and put in a solitary confinement. You know, people ask me why I'm why I'm generally pessimistic when it comes to to the matters of, I guess, race relations in this country and systemic racism. And it's shit like this. And it's why I'm kind of, uh, I'm absolutely dreading, um, as of this recording, um, there hasn't been a verdict yet, but they are um, currently debating the innocence or guilt of Gregory and Travis McMichael um, and um, William Roddy Bryant, uh, the three men who chased and killed Ahmaud Arbery. Um, their defense attorneys have just openly been wild racist, uh, saying they didn't want any more black pastors, that they could sway the audience, make claims that black panthers were outside, uh, intimidating the jury. Um, one of the, and I had to write this down, 
uh, Laura Hoag, who is a defense attorney for Gregory McMichael, said, turning Ahmaud Arbery into a victim after the choices that he made does not reflect the reality of what Ahmaud Arbery did to, of what brought Ahmaud Arbery to Satilla Shores in his khaki shorts with no socks to cover his long, dirty toenails. She, <laughs> she got up there and what she did was worse than victim blame. They already killed the man, but now they're killing his character. They're dehumanizing him. They're making him out to be this wild animal. He was, he was running. <laughs> and if he was about to steal from what, an a new construction what was he going to steal that warranted a fucking shotgun being put in his chest and the trigger pulled yeah they they took <laughs> they took this young man and they chased him and they cornered him like an animal and when asked did he say anything to you they said no did he threaten you they said no they just, again, straight white men deputizing themselves. <laughs> and they, they, I get angry to the point that I'm choking on my own words here. <sighs> it, it's just, it's disrespectful. His mother is right there. She's lost her son when he should not have been lost. And to further dehumanize him, disrespect him in his death, and portray him as some kind of criminal. When the real criminals are the men on trial. They talk, there was recording, apparently, of uh, one of the McMichaels dropping an N-bomb as Ahmaud Arbery lay dying in the street. <sighs> I <laughs> I don't have a lot of hope. I don't have a lot of faith that justice is going to get done here. I don't. And it's because I know America. <laughs> you know, people talk about the land of the free, the home of the brave. And I mean, that's that's cute. It really is. And I mean, I will admit, you know, America's a better place to live than other places on this planet no doubt about it but this idea that we can't talk about how how fucked up this is um it uh, maybe one day <laughs> maybe one day I'll be wrong about it but if these three gentlemen walked away scot-free I wouldn't be shocked because that's fucking America for you alright well I'll bring it down a little bit because that was kind of heavy. Um, so <laughs> apparently there was almost, well, not apparently, we all saw it. Uh, there was almost a malice at the palace part two. That's right. Uh, LeBron James uh, is boxing out Isaiah Stewart and he, he gets a little bit too much dip on his chip, throws an elbow, connects right with the forehead of Stewart and Stewart lost his shit. 
uh, and not once, not twice, but thrice did he attempt to, to get there and try to get his hands on LeBron. And you know what? I saw the play. And I know exactly what happened. LeBron's boxing out. He's boxing out. He's got this dude who's just as big, just as strong as he is. Um, you know, not giving, giving up an inch of space there. And he just flung, flung his elbow back in frustration. And then as soon as he felt like he connect, well, not as soon as he felt like, as soon as he did connect, you can see like the instant regret. And he goes and he's got the hands up. He's apologizing and Stewart wants none of it, which I mean, if he if he goes about the rest of his career, hating LeBron James's guts, I get it. However, come on, dog. Three times you got to get restrained by the rookie on the team is holding you back. Shout out to Kate Cunningham, by the way. This is why I did not want him to go to the Pistons, because he's going to be a good-ass leader as well as a good-ass player. He is, he's got him around the waist. He's pulling him back, He's and he never let go, because he knew if he let go, shit was going to get really bad really fast. So I'm already seeing those the lovely racist dog whistles of he's a thug, of, you know... Uh, this is how they act kind of thing and other sports you get baseball guys throwing at each other's heads and fighting hell one of the most iconic scenes we, we laugh at it every year is uh nolan ryan beating the shit out of robin ventura like it's funny however um i i think two game suspension that stewart got the one game suspension lebron got that's all that's all fair that's all warranted um it was a bad fight. It was a bad look. But at the end of the day, I, I'm i not one of these people like Stephen A. Smith was basically saying, like, black people can't do this in front of white people. And I, I'm not one of those people. I'm not going to put a, hold us to a standard higher uh, than I would hold anybody else. Um, if hockey players can go around swinging on each other and fighting, if baseball players and football players can do it, um, without, you know, it being a referendum on their community um, that they're in, you know what? I'm not going to have hold black people to that standard, period. Um, so, yeah, um, as I record this, it's the day before Thanksgiving. Um, and I would like to just end this on kind of a, a happy note, I think, a high note, if you will. Um, I want to talk about something that I am thankful for. You know, that's beyond the, you know, the obvious, you know, wife, child, family. Um, beyond that, something I am extremely grateful for. I want to give a shout out to the fine people at Palmer's. Who is Palmer's, you might be asking? Palmer's is the company that makes cocoa butter that I use pretty, pretty uh, religiously. Um I bring all this up because earlier this week, a uh, NBA sneaker account was posting pictures of different players with their shoes, and uh, they took a picture of Kevin Durant, <laughs> and Kevin Durant had the ashiest ankles I have ever seen in my life. They were beyond ashy. His ankles were so dry and scaly looking, 
if he rubbed his ankles together, they may catch fire. Okay, now I've, I've rolled for KD in the past on some of his questionable, more questionable choices. You know what? The haircuts. I'm like, you know what? He's a busy dude. He only cares about basketball. He said it numerous times. Lay off him about the haircuts, okay? Sure, it looks like he cut his hair with a, with a butter knife that's already dull, okay? But you know what, damn it? He's one of the best players of all time, okay? Let him have a bad haircut, you know? When he goes at people on Twitter for seemingly uh, innocuous things like uh, Dragonfly Jones said Kyrie Irving was, you know, basically like your basketball player's favorite basketball player. And Kyrie snapped, I mean, uh, Kevin Durant snapped at him for no reason. Like he's giving him a, a compliment and he snaps at him. Uh, but this, this I cannot, I cannot defend. Um, since I was a young child, my mother, my grandmother, all the people in my life made sure that I knew the importance of moisturizing. Okay? You cannot be going out here and disrespecting your ancestors by having these ashy limbs. Okay? Kevin Durant is walking around like he got grayscale from uh, Game of Thrones. Like, that's unacceptable. So if you are somebody in his inner circle, if you are one of his friends, a significant other, look at Kevin Durant's mom, okay? His mom be out here just moisturized and glowing. Beautiful lady. I know she told him better than that. I can look at her and tell, okay? Kevin, don't disrespect your mama like that and come out here again with these ashy ass ankles, okay? Get you some Vaseline and rub them on your feet. Put your sock on after you do so. Let that, let that Vaseline get in there and just moisturize the skin. You'll feel better, okay? Then when you get up in the morning, get you some Palmer's cocoa butter or some vitamin E oil. Rub it on your legs after you get out the shower. You'll feel so much better. You'll be able to move around and not have these itchy-ass legs. Okay? I know I can't tell you about much, Kevin. But this I can tell you. Okay? Being moisturized is one of the finer things in life. And I know he already posted, like, the, the tweet of, uh, I'm about to start calling y'all broke. I may be broke, Kevin. But I am also moisturized. And I, you cannot put a price on that. Well, that's all I got for uh, this week. Uh, maybe I will get off my ass and put this out on Thanksgiving Day a day early than I usually do. Maybe. But if you listen to this on Friday, I ate too much and I didn't get around to it. You'll get it on Friday when you get it. Damn, it's free content. Anyway, enjoy your family. Enjoy your time off. Hug your people. Love you people. And until next week, take it easy. Peace.